Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Call of Discovery, the Keyforge podcast where we celebrate Keyforge, its community, and the excitement of discovery. Uh, it is just me, Zach, today. I've got a very special guest today. We are doing a follow-up uh, to the Ghost Galaxy's competitive play formats. If you have uh, been reading blogs and Discord posts and Twitter posts and listening to podcasts uh, during the time when we're sitting to record this, uh, then you know that Ghost Galaxy announced some competitive organized play formats, which a lot of people, myself included, had some strong reactions to. And a lot of people had to sit and think. Some people still didn't like it. Some people started to change their minds. And with some feedback, Ghost Galaxy actually responded, uh, gave a whole lot of context for those changes and then changed their changes a bit. They they iterated on them in a way to answer some feedback from the community. So all of this is happening relatively quick, a pretty fast news cycle for a bunch of passionate Keyforge podcasters and bloggers uh, that we have out here in the Keyforge media sphere. And uh, this is a follow-up episode where we're going to be examining things in the context of this second blog post with a lot more context. Uh, but we've got a really exciting angle today. Not really an angle, a really exciting person, actually. Uh, coming back into the Keyforge media sphere proper, we get to interview Jake Friedman. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Really excited to be here. Um, honestly, just a total treat to uh, get to talk to you today, Zach. And First thing I want to do is just give you a belated congratulations on 100 episodes. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. Took um, I truly learned what high effort content was um, trying to produce a musical episode, but we got through <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I may or may not have uh, one or two other drafts of very silly Keyforge songs, but um, that'll, <laughs> that'll have to wait until the Keyforge news cycle slows down, I think. <laughs> Until there's a little less pure excitement. But um, yeah, so yeah, very excited, Jake, to have you on here. Uh, listener, you likely very much recognize uh, Jake's name and voice from Sanctimonious, uh, Keyforge podcast since uh, Sunsetted that ran for a year and a half, 53 episodes, a uh, whole bunch of downloads. Uh, and of course, if you're a really dedicated board game fan, you probably haven't stopped listening to Jake's voice. Jake is currently a host of Decision Space, the podcast about decisions and games, alongside his co-host and a board game designer, uh, Brendan Hansen, which is a lot of fun. Uh, shout out, uh, shout out to Enchanted Plumes, one of Brendan's games that is uh, a family favorite here in in my house. We adore it. Uh, Decision Space has 89 episodes out, uh, a pretty sweet uh, Patreon setup. And at the time of their release, at the time of releasing uh, this episode, 
uh, Jake, you and Brendan have interviewed Jamie Stegmeyer or Stegmeyer, excuse me, Jamie Stegmeyer of Stegmeyer Games three times on your podcast at this point, which is fantastic. And if you recognize that name, that's because you may have played Wingspan or Scythe or Viticulture or all many of the other games Jamie's company has published. So if you haven't listened to Decision Space, uh, one, Jake will probably forgive you. Two, uh, you can go do that once you're done with this one. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That's a, a really kind introduction. And I want to also say that I'm Zach. I'm just such a big fan of you. Um, and I've sort of been away from the Keyforge space for a while, but never away from your face popping up in my Twitter feed with your reaction gifts or <laughs> whatever else. No. Uh, so it's, it's just awesome that you've been such a, a steadfast figure here in the Keyforge media landscape, as you put it. And again, you know, just thanks so much for having me on. It's really a treat. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a pleasure. Not many people can escape my face on Twitter, um, <laughs> even though they've tried. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah. So, so Jake, you yeah, you mentioned you hadn't been in the KeyForge space uh, quite as much, and uh, of course, you're back because there's some. You're back to talk at the very least because there's some some big KeyForge news. So, uh, why don't why don't you walk us through? Um, what was going on with you when you heard the Keyforge news and why you've kind of started to re-engage with, with Keyforge and then we can, we can talk about the, all the news itself. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, where to start? So I guess while I've been, you know, less active in, in the Keyforge scene, I've never been entirely away from the game. Um, I picked up a box of Dark Tidings when that mm. came out and, and organized a little uh, sealed night with that with my friends. It's it's something I've played with my wife a little bit during the hiatus, and recently was able to score a couple of boxes of one dollar decks. Whenever that happens, so that was right. incredible. <laughs> that was a good deal. <laughs> that was a that was nice. Um, and then I've also done a couple of. I think they were called like Cote or like Coty. You know what I'm talking about? Like oh, Coty. Keyforge Online team events. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I was playing with uh, some locals uh, nice. to the St. Louis, larger St. Louis area for Team Rocket Boots. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> a favorite card of mine. So I dig it. <laughs> right. Um, so, so I've been doing, you know, still invest in Keyforge. And if people have, you know, listened to the podcast decision space, we did a review of the game where. Uh, you know, I made very clear that it's still one of my all-time favorite board games and, and something I've really been advocating for people who are board gamers first to mm, really mm-hmm. give time of day to this game, which I just think is yeah. one of the best game designs, period, ever. Um, so that's sort of what I've been up to generally with Keyforge. Uh, so, of course, when I heard about the acquisition of Keyforge, that we might be getting new cards once again, that it was kickstarted on game found i was all on board with uh and and just generally excited to have new cards new fun experiences with the game but more from the perspective of just like a more casual sort of enjoyer of the game than uh someone who you know feels like in in the past i would have like considered myself a competitive player right like i was playing in like vault tours traveling some distance to play in in events um and I think like my mindset now is like, this is a great game. I love to play it casually, um, but I don't know that I would still kind of consider myself as 
someone who's like competitive focused first, um, which I think colors sort of my opinions and takes on the more recent news, which we're going to get into now. So I think maybe that's important context for people listening to this sort of where I'm entering the conversation from. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. And I have that, that's such a good perspective as, as a board game person who knows, you know, what you enjoy in board games, you, you talk board game theory constantly, um, still loving and enjoying Keyforge and now coming at it from, from the perspective of most people who will be playing Keyforge. Of course, a competitive scene and the competitive players are certainly an important core of a game like this. Um, but the people who go to a local a vault tour that ends up within an hour or two drive of them just because they think they'll enjoy it, and they go to the league nights because it's it's fun, but then they go home and, you know, do work their work their second job or take care of their family <laughs> or something. You know, the Keyforge will be different things to different people. So um, I think it's really important for uh, people like me to remember that who um, really Keyforge has been my, my, my I just get uh, uh, blinders to everything else. I go, ah, Keyforge. And then I have to remember to feed myself uh, <laughs> right. sometimes. So. Yeah, that is an important uh, part of being a, a Keyforge playing human. <laughs> a human being the most important part of that with <laughs> key, Keyforge playing secondary there. Yeah, yeah. So my goodness, I think, so I think the, the competitive formats announcement came out probably uh a, a, just about a week ago maybe six days ago um at this point and uh what when, when you heard about it and read it jake what was the biggest thing that that stood out to you when when you read through that and, and just processed that post yeah so my very first reaction was just general excitement um mm. and i think the excitement was less like tied to uh, the specific formats, but just excitement that this company that now owns Keyforge, you know, we knew that they were interested in bringing organized play back, but now for we're seeing actionable steps that this is right. really happening. And I think just that in sort of its abstract, like, hey, organized play for this game I really like, you know, an activity I really liked engaging in in the past is coming back. That to me is just like, blanket exciting news mm-hmm. um you know so of course i turn to the uh sanctimonious time shapers discord uh which is i don't a place that i you know i know that people are going to be talking about this right and like i want to see other opinions on this and i click in there and it's just like you know the community gif of <laughs> walking guy walking the, yeah everything's on fire and it's just like people are having like a you know a total Ugh. meltdown um and understandably so i guess i want to say like preface any of my you know takes or opinions on all this which is that i don't think there's like a right or a wrong way to perceive this news if people right, are sure. upset about that initial uh organized play news update or are still upset about the second one that we're going to get into i think that is totally valid and and you're not wrong for that even if i don't necessarily share that um Mm. so so then i sort of like had to like start reading through comments and understand you know try to understand like where folks are coming from like why you know this was so upsetting to so many people and i think you know it's clear to me that the vast majority of people uh, 
who are part of this like core group of current Keyforge players, right? The people that mm. have been dedicating time and energy to playing Keyforge, developing community events, developing community during the entire hiatus. Yeah. Largely, you know, we're not big fans and not, not everyone, but by and large, uh, we're really critical of that response. Um, so, you know, I think that that was something to take serious. Um, yeah. And I, I, my, my opinions and feelings are developing cause I'm, I'm a human learning new information and <laughs> sleeping on it a few times, but my initial reaction was the same. I just didn't let myself get near a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I waited a few days, then put the mic yeah. in front of me. <laughs> yeah. and, right. And I think like, you know, I was pretty clear in a, in a lot of those initial posts and comments, you know, that I was like, you know, I'm not a fan of alliance constructed, especially sure. as it was originally laid out. You know, that's right. not something that appeals to me. Um, but I was sort of coming at it more from the perspective of like, if you don't like it, don't play it. And I know that's not the end of the argument. A lot of people right. sort of sure. educated me and it like, you know, explained like, <laughs> well, from where they're coming from, you know, this yeah. has ramifications that affect the entire game. Like what if, you know, future sets are more designed around this. And I think all those things make sense and are certainly worth uh, considering. Um, so, you know, that sort of did affect my opinion, change my opinion a little bit, yeah. but, but it, it wasn't something that struck me originally as like, this is, so terrible and fundamentally, you know, changing the game um, as much as like, this is, you know, a variant that's going to be offered for organized play for people who want to engage in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was because that that was the the core of my reaction too. I said, you know, I, I don't have to play this, but but what if, what if they design cards for Alliance? What what if you know what if we get companions and that's an MTG reference right. so you can go down that <laughs> toxicity rabbit hole if you have Google but um yeah yeah um yes <laughs> so you know all of that is to say you know and I think like one of and I'm interested to hear your opinion on this too but like sure. I think one of the sentiments that I saw a lot. Um, was people like expressing sort of feelings of loss, right? Like right. what about adaptive? What about, you know, survival? What about uh, Tesla and other, you know, mm. formats that like the community have, has really, um, I guess, coalesced around over the hiatus and, and even yeah. beforehand as like, these are things we really like about the game and we really like to have in our, you know, competitive play environment and now they're gone. Um, and I think, you know, mm. again, not to, I'll stop caveating all my <laughs> statements, but you know, not to say anyone's wrong to feel that way, but I think I was coming to it more from the perspective of, it's not that these, you know, it's, it's not as though ghost galaxy inherited uh, infrastructure of well-built out competitive play, right? There's right, nothing right. right now um, besides what the community is doing and what the community can still continue to do. Um, so I think I was looking at the announcement more as like, it's not we're losing this and in, in, in place it's this. It's like, we're, we're adding this and the alternative is there nothing, right? Like that's right. the current state of organized play prior to Ghost Galaxy coming in. So I was- that, That's right. 
you know, seeing it more of like, yeah, this may not be what we want, but it's something. Whereas other people were seeing it as like a big loss of right. what they had. Right. Yes, that that's true because the I I was uh, very much initially in that camp, and I'm still developing my thoughts, which we'll get into a little later. But the for me, it was the you know when, when you're running a, a company or even just a podcast for fun, or or you're you're planning things with like your spouse or partner, like having a clear idea of values goals helps those things succeed, right? And for me a Keyforge value was unalterable decks. This mm-hmm. deck list is locked in. And so for me, that was a value. I put it, I made some stupid joke in the last episode about <laughs> there's two wolves inside of me. One kind of likes <laughs> Alliance Sealed and the other says, no, Keyforge decks are unalterable. Um, and so, yeah, what I've been digesting is I reacted with, well, Keyforge decks are, an, are not unalterable. What does that mean about the value of the game? Is Ghost Galaxy losing sight of what makes the game great? Um, and so that's what I've been processing with all of these multiple announcements is examining that. And like uh, Christian T. Peterson, he used a metaphor on the second Help from Future Self interview, uh, cracking open the coconut um, to see what more they can do with Keyforge. And he means by cracking open the coconut, you know, allowing uh, this pod deck building, which really, instead of making, you know, 60 choices like in a 60 card deck in magic the gathering or something you're making uh three choices <laughs> right <laughs> right of house pods so it's it's uh it's on a different a different tier there but um yeah it's just something i have to sit with and think about as they go through their go through their reasoning totally and i think like even for people who aren't as invested in the game as you or even me um being a lesser extent i i was just sharing the sort of drama uh Mm. gossip that's been going around with my uh (laughs) with my wife um you know she's like what are you doing on your phone like typing away so much (laughs) (laughs) like all these threads (laughs) and so i told her about the the you know the update and this was with the original one and she was like that's just not keyforge you know and she's like right played a handful of games and like to even like with that frame of reference it was like this is something different um something new um and, you know, when we're so invested in in what this thing is, that's scary. And, you know, um, right. I, I completely understand where your reaction is coming from. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, for me, too, I might be a little bit of an outlier because I was someone who has organized, like, Keyforge drafts in, in the past right. where we've, oh, like, sure. we've, like, taken... Uh, part decks as pods and drafted pods and put them together to make decks and and had a great time doing it. Um, so, and and I you know and th- this is years ago, right? Like after right. Age of Ascension came out was I think when when I hosted right. this draft that I'm now referring to, <laughs> right, uh, right? And and even then I remember like in the comments people were just like, "This is wrong." <laughs> like, right. You not right. Be- now I I would not go and stop somebody else doing that. Right. right. For me, it was more the. The people making Keyforge are saying this, but uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but I think so. I think it's just important to like keep in mind that like there is some gray area here, right? Like mm-hmm. with in, with regard to deck construction in Keyforge, that may be here, that may be here to stay. It's impossible for us to sit here right now and know what the future will hold. I mean the 
all the announcements are very clear that they're like rough draft they're preliminary and i Mm -hmm. you know i have no doubt that if nobody is interested in playing alliance right and the numbers are dwarfed at the organized play events for alliance that i presume will exist in the future by other formats um that ghost galaxy will take that feedback go back to the drawing board and and try something else um but assuming that alliance is here to stay i think like that doesn't mean that Keyforge is Magic the Gathering, right? <laughs> to your point, like, right. <laughs> and yeah, and like, yes, te- it you know it is technically deck construction. If you open two decks in the sealed and and put together your deck out of those six pods to create the best deck, that is constructed. You could draw a s- stark line there and say that's wrong, but it certainly feels to me much more like a limited format, right? It feels mm. to me much closer to playing sealed than it does to playing something like Archon Alliance that we've, you know, been talking about. And 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 that is a far cry from, you know, any other constructed uh, competitive card game that I've ever heard of. Um, I guess maybe not Soulforge Fusion. It's <laughs> pretty close <laughs> sure. to that. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very um, true. <laughs> right, but like, you know, to me, like if, if we view Magic the Gathering as one end of the spectrum and, you know, traditional solo Archon Keyforge at the other end, like where is Sealed Alliance on that spectrum? It's mm. way close to the Archon side of things, right? in my opinion. And that doesn't mean you have to like it, right? That doesn't mean you can't draw your line at Archon Solo or Sealed Solo or whatever. Right. Um, and that, and that's fine if you do. But like, yeah. I think maybe just like be, I don't want to say like realistic. I guess what I want to say is like, it doesn't mean that we're on a slippery slope that ends at Magic the <laughs> Gathering. I, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I agree with that for sure. For sure, I know. Part of my reaction was um, uh, even with the uh, with the competitive formats in testing when they uh, presented without the context we got later, uh, three formats, two of which did something I considered, you know, unholy, <laughs> <laughs> right, to go overboard, morally uh, wrong, right. <laughs> uh, that's when I went. That's when I went. Well, wait, is this the future? Like yeah. the KeyForge that I know. Whether or not I, I, you know, I, I say okay, I'll play this new stuff. Uh, the Keyforge I know is in one out of three formats. Yeah. So I think their move, something that 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 gave me the most confidence in them through their response. Uh, one of the things there's a lot of things I really liked about their response. One of the biggest things is that they moved to uh, four formats. Two of them are Archon, just Archon Solo and Archon Sealed, which is the unaltered deck format. So you have Archon Solo, where you bring a deck, uh, you play that deck against other people's decks, and somebody wins, and you keep going, and Sealed is the same thing, except you open the deck there. And that is the the simplified, uh, the, the simplified original Keyforge that, that I know, and that's kept me going for years. And then they divided Alliance into Alliance Sealed, which is the cool new... Uh, sealed where you can even pod sideboard uh, and then Alliance standard, right? With the the set limitation and eventually a restricted list. So the, just the optics of the, the medium being the message mm-hmm. uh, it went from 
hey, let's just mix everything up and and have one out of three be OG Keyforge. When it went from that to okay, here's where Alliance lives, here's where Archon lives. They're both distinct. Yes, we're up to four, and they were even conceit giving really us as players, the the people I know they both have uh, like Michael Hurley and a few other people have some some positive people they they talk to from the community. Uh, don't worry, I'm I'm not one of them. Just regular Keyforge player here. Um, but they have some people who said uh, who who really um, gave gave feedback on these things. And I know Ghost Galaxy has really wanted to keep their number of competitive formats uh, low. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable, easy to pick one, easy to find other people to play with. So they even kind of gave gave a little bit of ground with that feedback to go up to four, which I really admire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just in general, I think the second update like the response to the community is was well done i don't know if it Mm. matches kind of the (laughs) the level of i don't know like the first update they sent out right it just seemed not well thought out in general (laughs) right right it was very brief left a lot of room for interpretation which i'm curious (laughs) to and i'm curious to like what what your thoughts are on them changing course and i would say they they're changing course in a very significant way Mm. in just four days right to me that indicates like that and this is just speculation sure um but it indicates to me that like this initial organized play offering was truly a rough draft right and not something that had very strategically been put together over a long period of time with lots of testing the formats. Right. I think, yeah. And I think that was also something I want to give, um, I guess airtime to, and I think it's important. Like one of the things that a lot of folks I were, I was seeing, uh, were upset about was this idea that like perhaps ghost galaxy gaming knew that people would be really upset by this news and therefore chose to put that news out after the campaign on the crowdfunding campaign on GameFound ended. Um, And, and like, you know, if so, if if that's true, like that to me is something that I think like people are, you know, rightfully upset about because people were saying like, if I knew this, they were going to so fundamentally change the game, then I wouldn't have backed it. And now I can't, cancel my pledge without paying 10% cost. And I think, right. you know, frankly, if Ghost Galaxy Gaming is listening, I think that a lot of people uh, would appreciate just a comment on that. Right. Um, so there, there is a comment on that. I um, Jake was kind enough to let us delay this interview by 10 minutes because I was okay. listening to the Help from Future Self episode at double Perfect. speed so that I could have that information before we recorded. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Christian T. Peterson. Now, if you choose not to believe him, uh, you know, that's that's fine. That's your choice. Uh, but he said that they had um, the the that these competitive formats were exactly really what you said. They started planning them. They had a few ideas, but they started planning them once the game found had wrapped up. So I think there was strategic consideration because of the notes uh, about um, number of new like how to keep new players from becoming lapsed, how to bring lapsed players back, what were the common pain points among people no longer playing Keyforge. 
And so that's really Alliance is trying to widen the Keyforge audience base there, right? And yeah. he said he said that they were they were having all those considerations and published published this uh, like really once they had you know made it and then kind of slept on it, then they they put it up. So yeah, they didn't even they did not have this locked in at the end of the game found, according to Christian T. Peterson, who I I personally, I believe him. And based on the changes they made where they've retained Archon Seal and Archon Solo, like I I no longer feel like the rug was jiggling under my feet, like I mentioned on the last episode where they were like, oh, hey, now we're changing the nature of the game because they went back to say, actually, right. a full 50% of our formats are going to be OG Keyforge. And here's our new ones, which we believe will serve the game holistically going forward. Yeah, I, I, that's great. I'm glad um, that you can bring that information. That's new information to me. Yeah, um, the, and yeah. I, in your in your defense, that episode dropped like an hour and a half before we recorded. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I mean, good on uh, Christian T. Peterson for commenting on that. I believe him too. And yeah. uh, I think like my my read on the situation initially, and of course, like hindsight is twenty twenty. But you know, you can go dig up comments. I was saying this in the sanctimonious discord is like this was thrown together quickly like i think there were clues about that uh from that first time i glanced at that right and and the clues were like hey this alliance format like doesn't work at all because there are like all these super broken combos Mm. uh and that was changed right in four days uh not that you know and we could still say okay yeah it's still going to be like way too powerful if you know with with the restricted list we'll see what that is uh maybe we'll talk more about that uh in the fact that you're have to be within the same set which makes a ton of sense Mm -hmm. um but like that to me indicates indicated at the time and even more clearly now it's like this was not tested at all (laughs) (laughs) and and the other big clue i think is the fact that like keyforge celebration uh, as an event was like announced for like one month's time right if right probably as soon as they could confirm okay we will have winds of exchange decks Go. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah. you know, if this was like something that was planned out a long time ago, I think we would have had more heads up about this, like, you know, first big convening that's happening right. for Keyforge in the new hand. So, uh, you know, I add that just to, to today. I think like you don't just have to take uh, Ghost Galaxy Games word for it now. I think there are some like clues in there that actually kind of like back up that line of reasoning. Yeah, and I think it's it's indicative of that they are a small, uh, a small, fast-moving, highly mobile company. Mobile in that they can just discuss these decisions with their you know handful of employees, whoever they're using as advisors, and then make a decision there based on their goals, based on their values, based on uh, based on what they know. So I think I think uh, the the format's coming out in a way that. Uh, sent people's heads spinning, including mine. Um, I I know they didn't want to send heads spinning, um, but I once they included the additional context about saying there's a lot more people who could be playing Keyforge. We think we'll get them with Alliance. It'll help the game get bigger, which is good for everybody. Um, all that reasoning and the changes that they were able to provide so quickly is indicative that they are a small, responsive company, um, as well as the fact that the blog post went up and. Uh, and they had some unintended reactions, I think, to right. to it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like to me, that is so exciting. And I think, yes, like, I, all, yes, I agree. All of this is uh, making me more, you know, 
excited to play and talk about Keyforge than I have been in years. And mm. here I am, right, on a podcast talking about Keyforge again. Um, and I don't think that that yeah, it's it's like we can say that they made a mistake with that first announcement. I think they would agree, right? I think their actions since indicate clearly that they realize they made a mistake and and quickly about face to at least begin to address some of those concerns. Um, but like, at least we have a company that's like willing to make a mistake and like right. try something, right? right? Yeah. And like when you just think about like when I was doing my podcast, like we just got nothing from no, absolutely fantasy nothing. fight games. <laughs> absolutely and it was, nothing. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was like, because that's such an opposite, right? That's like a huge organization with like tons of bureaucracy. Like there isn't, you know, if, if they were going to announce a new format, right. Or, or whatever, which I don't think would never happen really. Right. right? From like what they had in the rule book, like who would you even talk to? Like, is, do we even know who can like make that decision there? Right. Not really. So, you know, I think like there are going to be, there are pros and cons to a small uh, company that's obviously like willing to take risks with this game. And not yeah. all of them are going to appeal to everyone, clearly. Not all of them are going to be good decisions. Um, you know, and I think mm. like we can still have a lively debate about, uh, whether Alliance constructed is good for the game. Is it going to really achieve their goals of attracting new players? Yeah. Frankly, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think so. I think that mm, like sure. people who want to play a constructed game are going to play magic, the gathering, you know, right. I don't think they're going to say like, Oh, well, Keyforge is giving me three deck building decisions now. So right. I'm going to like <laughs> trade in, you know, the 75 right. that I get over here for that. Um, but like, to me, it's exciting that they're willing to try new things, you know, like just, yeah. uh, and, and the fact that they are clearly responsive, you know, like, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen, you know, uh, such a, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to just like be like ghost, like super ghost galaxy gaming stand here. Like, I don't know really that much yet. I think, you know, so like, this is not sure. like carte blanche, like every decision they make is going to be good. But the response we got in the most recent update to me feels transparent when I read it. Yeah. I like yeah. that they are speaking in the same terms that the people who play this game are talking about. Like mm. even the fact that they mention by name as like SAS and Dexter yeah. Keyforge and this is enormous. Cause like Fantasy Flight wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. You know? Does yeah, that ev yeah, everybody freaked out when like Aaron Haltum said the word SAS once on a stream and they were like, oh my God, they acknowledge it exists. Yeah, right. Like and here, <laughs> and here they're like Hey, we have this resource. We're aware of it. That you know, there are pros and cons to this existing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, does that mean? And and I think that just opens the doors to like so many possibly exciting things. Like the fact that you have a company investing in this game, willing to take risks, and willing to listen to the community to some extent. You know, we don't really know how big that will ultimately be like what that will ultimately look like is yeah. an opportunity that Keyforge hasn't had ever before when it was in fantasy flight games hands. And I think that us as 
the Keyforge player base, the community that surrounds us has a tremendously important role to play now to yeah. figure out what it is that we want to communicate that with them. Um, you know, be critical, but like be constructive in your criticism because they're taking that into account. And that's not an opportunity we've had before. And I think it could lead to some really exciting things in the future of this game um, that, that we haven't seen before. Like, does that mean that they will acknowledge that the Crucible online exists? Could that mean that they could, you know, <laughs> like do more they, yeah, in they, the they, digital they, play space? Right, right. They have uh, acknowledged TCO that, that it exists and there are ways to play online. And there was confirmation they chatted with uh, the uh, caretaker of TCO. Uh, don't know what that was. It may have just been a thank you for keeping this game alive so we could then take that baton IRL. Like, <laughs> Right, yeah. You know. But, but the fact that like all of these things now, not that they're, you know, like TCO is sort of in like a little bit of a limbo gray area at times in the past. Right. Um, and, and now, you know, it just seems like there, this is a breath of fresh air to the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we should be excited even as we may be pissed about certain specifics of, of what has happened to date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with all that. I agree with all that. I think, uh, if, if you follow me on Twitter, like Jake does, dear listener, you're, it's no, it's no secret that I, uh, I follow legend story studios who makes flesh and blood. Now I've tried flesh and blood, not the game for me, uh, not the game for me. However, I do really enjoy watching what legend story studio does because they came out onto the scene with a game that attracted a lot of magic players, other competitive card game players. Uh, but they're a small team that's nimble can respond and they are answering to the people who purchase their cards and their distributors, not a parent company. Right. And now Keyforge gets that chance with one of board gaming's most experienced and innovative business leaders, Christian T Peterson. Uh, and this is really Keyforge's best chance out of all the things that have, you know, a chance of happening. I think it's Keyforge's best chance at continuing for a long time and and thriving. Now, yeah, I agree with you, Jake, in that I don't know that Alliance existing is going to... I, I don't know if that's going to keep new players. I don't know... I don't know where the biggest sustainable scope for Keyforge is, right? Because Alliance, they're trying to recapture as many of the lapsed players and continuing new players that would otherwise be lapsed as they can with like Alliance and a new experience in Alliance Sealed. Uh, and honestly, I, I hope it works with their current new approach and a commitment to like, you know, uh, they're not going to design regular Keyforge decks for Alliance. I think I think there's there's a chance it could work. There's a chance it might not. But I know I have plenty of Keyforge to play. And the other thing I have to say is as as allergic as I was initially to uh, especially Alliance Constructed, um, I keep seeing new Discord channels pop up uh, for Alliance like brewing, right? People are going through their collections. I've gone through my collection to start looking at like, well, what what could I build? I was going to ask you, yeah. Right? <laughs> have, have you like had that internal conflict and just started asking questions like, well, what, what if? Yeah. Yes, that 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 wolf that wolf sits in the corner and stares at me glaringly while I kind of scroll through decks of Keyforge and some <laughs> right. other things, and I go, 
well, what if I, so I, cause I've always been, I've always been in a bit of a meme sense, a fan of the Tesmol lockout reaping with a Tesmol three times, but they're algorithmically limited to only show up twice. So your solution is something like, um, uh, is something like a, uh, uh, rocket boots or brainstem antenna, but it was always a meme. You could never, there was no deck that could consistently have its out be the Tesmol lockout. Um, and now I'm sitting here with a collection of, I mean, if somebody has more than eight rocket Tesmol decks, let me know, but I don't know of somebody <laughs> who owns more. Half of them were sent to me for free because they were deemed not viable. And now I have the biggest resource of Tesmol <laughs> decks for pods <laughs> out of anybody I'm currently aware of, uh, which is like, which as a jank player, when I played Netrunner, Android Netrunner, I'm like, maybe there is something I can enjoy in Alliance. Now, I, I say that being of two minds where I'm like, you know, I really don't think that's for me. But then I find myself starting to deck build a little bit. So I don't have like a final opinion on it. I just have to see what happens. I did the same thing. I was like, yeah. I'm not interested in Alliance Constructed at all, but, <laughs> let, you know, let me right. go through my list. And it's just, you know, and I haven't like built any actual physical decks out or whatever, but just like right. the, the process of looking through my collection of decks and seeing like what maybe I could put together. I had fun doing that. And right. even if I never play with those at all, like that is a, just a hint, right? Just a, a yeah. little drizzle of value <laughs> on these old decks that otherwise have totally zero is. value to me. Um, I think Alliance is a cool idea. I actually, I should say, I love it for sealed. I, I'm like, yes, firmly. Sure. sure. I'm all aboard that. I mean, it's annoying in the past. Like, Oh, I drove to Columbus and I played in the origins vault tour and got three just like objectively terrible decks like yep. i'm Me never gonna <laughs> yeah right you know yeah. i'm never gonna win that event which is fine you know it's there's always going to be some luck in it and there will be the same in alliance sealed but like to just i think it does like even the playing field a little bit uh and even if like the top end is still gonna be you know somebody's gonna get really some crazy variants and just get something insane i think like it reduces the negative player it, experience yes possible of just like opening like something that's like objectively not playable in that yeah. kind of competitive environment i agree it moves it moves the that floor up of the negative play experience um at the very least if you do badly at least you have room to blame yourself now right <laughs> well, exactly. more than you did you have more room to blame yourself than you did right some now. people may not like that aspect actually <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that's true but the that top end of opening something bonkers was always there but now each person actually has more of a chance to create something bonkers in a highly limited environment between two decks because heck i mean confage lady general of the keep uh, Nathan Starwalt's signature deck was yeah. his sealed deck at right. Tour Richmond, and he wiped the floor with that deck. And now it's like, you know, among the the Keyforge diehards, it, that's like legend status. Yeah, it's legend status. And so you could now everybody has a slightly higher chance to do that themselves. And then you have an amazing first draft of a alliance deck, Winds of Exchange, going forward. You know within that set if you if you open two that are totally awesome together totally anyways anyway and i think so and my take now on alliance constructed moving forward now they've changed it to 
in this updated announcement that your Alliance deck must have three pods from the same set. And we also know there was going to be a restricted list of some type, which is super important new information that wasn't included before. Um, We don't know what that looks like yet. And actually I'm kind of confused when I was reading the update because it made it seem to me like possibly you could only use one card from the restricted list period. So you're yes unique. so my my understanding is that there will be cards on the restricted list it's like library then, access yes key abduction presumably stuff like that mm-hmm. and that you can only have one of any card from the restricted list except for cards that there will be um there will be like uh uh some restrictions on multiples like for instance let's say control the week makes it um they might put a limit of like two or three so if your card has control the week, it could have up to three, but then you couldn't have anything else from the restricted list. Let's hope for like, I hope they go to town on this restricted list. Right. That, <laughs> like yeah. what if they made it so that restrictions like, breed creativity, right? <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, and I think that's like where I've kind of realized I sit with Keyforge is that like, I enjoy games of keyforge the most when i feel like i'm playing with and against Mm. decks that are kind of in the middle of the bell curve roughly to me like that is when whatever like the promise of keyforge means to you like i think to me the thing that always first attracted me to the game is like i get to play a dueling competitive dueling card game and i can just open one deck and play with it and have a fun competitive experience out of the box. And we could debate all day about how much Keyforge today or Keyforge has mm-hmm. ever achieved that promise, you know, right. how, how much you need to spend to be truly competitive or whatever. But like, I found that like, even when I'm playing with an a incredibly powerful deck against incredibly powerful decks, that's a lot less interesting from the decision-making perspective mm. to me as when I'm like doing the thing Keyforge, as Richard Garfield intended it, with like actual bad cards in my deck too, (laughs) and mostly good cards, but like some that I'm like actively playing around. Like to me, that's like where this game is the most fun. So, like if you know something like you know Edai ends up on the uh, restricted list to a couple of copies, and you know Dave, (laughs) sorry Dave, (laughs) Team Rebound can't play his five Edai deck anymore, and a. You know, it's possible. It's not now that we know this, it's no longer a guarantee that Alliance is just like this super crazy overpowered format. Most likely that's where we'll end up, right? Most, I I would guess they're going to be uh, less restrictive than more restrictive in the first draft, but it's now possible that we could actually end up with Alliance being a more balanced format, uh, more middle bell curve than the other. And that was not possible before the update. So I think like my interest in playing Alliance Constructed has moved from like 0% to like, let's see, you know, like the jury is still out for me, you know, and that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that a lot of people just believe that Constructed has no place in Keyforge. But I think just from like the, you know, fun of playing the actual game, I'm more optimistic about it now. I think the last thing I would say about it is like, I think the best, place for alliance in keyforge is like the equivalent to the commander table for magic Mm. gathering like i think it's something that most likely demands a different type of magic circle to be like thoroughly enjoyable right but like it makes like that should be the place for the 
Tesmo lockout decks, right? Like the oddball <laughs> strategies that you couldn't ever do before, yeah. really. And now it's like we have this perfect uh, format for it. You know, the auto cannon, bad penny decks, like bring them out, right? You know, yep. like let's and, and let's have some have some fun, you know, just trying to make oddball strategies work in a casual format. And I think, you know, it has the potential to be a ton of fun in that context, even if ultimately uh, at, at the highest competitive level, it doesn't work. So yeah. I'm cool with like, like the fact that it exists is still something that I don't personally have a problem with because I think it does just allow us to think differently uh, and and to me that brings like a fun factor to the game, mm. though I would never want it <laughs> to be like the way to play Keyforge, right. right? Yes. And I I think one thing I've said too is like ultimately like the organized play matters a lot for the direction of the game, the development mm. of the game. Um, but it doesn't matter to me personally as much as like what's in the rule book at the end of the day, and I think as long as like their alliance is listed as like variant and not like this is how Keyforge is played now, then I think we're going to be in like a pretty safe place with the game moving forward, still being around trying to achieve that uh, original promise of Keyforge as like a competitively balanced, unique deck game. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I do like that. This is all in service to them working as hard as they can at their goal to make Keyforge as big as it can be, you know, mm-hmm. saying can be there because it's still even with Alliance won't be for everybody. And they got the game and they said, OK, there's enough. There's enough for us to get going. This is, you know, they're currently their only announced game. And I think their hands are awfully full with it right now <laughs> so I, I, I doubt they're spending too much time on really anything else maybe christian gets, gets half an hour on fridays to brainstorm other ideas um but uh so they're doing all of this in service to make the game as best it can be and given the additional context of we're going to design keyforge decks you know as originally intended with the, the process of like we designed these unique decks um, and then Alliance will be something you can then do with that. So Alliance isn't entering the process earlier. That has given me a lot of, you know, called me down a lot. And like, I think a new player playing the deck and going, yeah, I actually love this house pod. And, you know, Alliance exists. So like this, this still has worth and h- helping that be a part of their journey, um, I think has a chance at success. I'm I'm really not sure about it, um, but my <laughs> my small five person company in Roseville, Minnesota, isn't riding on it. So I can just sit here, be a happy and helpful participant, and root them on. Right, <laughs> root for <Yeah>. them. <laughs> that, you know that is a really good point. Like if yeah. you own three KeyForge decks, right, and you're not sitting here with just like an embarrassingly large collection of decks gathering dust then I think Alliance provides even more value to you, right? Now all of a sudden I can reconfigure these to create like, okay, now I put myself in a situation where I'm supposed to do math that's probably pretty easily calculable, (laughs) but several different matchups as opposed to just having the three going back and forth. And like the first thing, my first experience playing Keyforge, I went to the first pre-release weekend event Mm. i was really excited about it yeah played it and thought you know what this seems okay i'm not crazy about it but i had my two decks 
And I went home and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of intrigued. And I did some like solo gold fishing the decks against yep. each other. Mm-hmm. And the deck that I figured would be better, like lost every time. Yeah. And that is what like, and then I was like, okay, now I'm interested, you know, right. and I started <laughs> writing like keyboard strategy articles, yep. like based on that experience of like, you know, this game, there's a lot more to this game than it first seems. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't ever who try keyboards never get past that point of being like, there's just not that much here, you know, because obviously there is, we know there yes. is, yes. Um, but you know, to have, uh, a couple of decks and now all of a sudden I can just do like a bunch of different matchups with it and not feel like I'm just like doing something like silly or dumb that doesn't make sense with the game I think is actually very cool for people who are starting out like it might give people even if it doesn't appeal to people who want deck building or whatever it might help people get past that first learning hurdle to realize yeah. wow this game is actually like incredibly skill testing and there's a ton of decisions to make here yeah I, I have a, a friend I play Keyforge with every once in a while, but I, I see him quite often. Uh, he's not playing at our local just because he's got an intense, he's at the in the first year or two of an intense job. And he was over earlier today and I have some, I had a few unopened Coda decks and I explained Alliance Seal to him. He's like, and his and very first reaction is I explained Alliance Seal. He went, oh, oh, that's cool. And I said, I've got four unopened Coda decks you want to do some Alliance Seal? He was like, I actually really do. And this is a guy who hasn't been out to locals in months, mostly because of his job. But he went, yeah, that's that's actually, that's cool. And even though he opened two decks that had that shared two houses, they both had Mars and Dis, and then one had Brobnar, one had Sanctum. He still had double digit options mm-hmm. for, for the number of decks he could build. Like as he sat down to face me, he had, uh, I think, uh, 10 to 12 Again, math live on the mics, not my strong suit either. <laughs> he had 10 to 12 options of decks he could build, even though his decks shared two houses, which, uh, and I think uh, uh, Chris Steele, uh, husband to husband to Sydney Steele over in Help From Future Self, did the math. If you open two decks and Alliance sealed with the exact same houses, you still have five different decks you can build. Yeah. Um, there, there was a highlighted part of the... Um, most recent ghost galaxy post, you know, dis and formats that also spoke to this. They said they bolded this. They said, it's important to note that every Keyforge deck ever printed is compatible with, you know, Alliance standard. And I went, dang, they just found a way to keep what they consider the spirit of the game. And perhaps I will assent to that because that's not like a moral or ethical value. I've held. That's just the wolf inside of me saying you can't change Keyforge decks. <laughs> right. Um, they're, they're saying, let's give all these old collections more value and give people more agency. When they look at a deck, you say, oh, well, that deck wasn't super fun, but man, this one house, let me go see what I can combine it with and just creating more space for people there. Yeah, that's a great point. And they also said, uh, which didn't strike me the same way at reading it the first time than it does now after having this conversation with you that Mm. all printed decks are legal in a lot in in alliance constructed right yeah like if you're not fidgeting with it you can even break the restricted list which makes me want to make yes the hot take now that 
an alliance constructed event will be won by a non-constructed deck, right? <laughs> I I love that. Dave's going to win it with the five e dies, right? <laughs> that <laughs> is before. the most. That is honestly that caveat is in such so in the spirit of Keyforge. I think even past unalterable decks, right? It's it's that you could go to an alliance standard event with an unaltered Archon deck that contains more than one card from the restricted list because that's the caveat is if if you don't change your deck, you can have as many restricted list cards as you want if it's on the original deck list. And man, the flex it would be to win an Alliance event with an Archon deck. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think it's going to happen. I hope so. It will depend on the restricted. If it's like two cards, then probably not. But right. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's if if they go to town, like I hope they do, then it it could totally happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's exciting, man. I think it's like just such an exciting time to be interested in Keyforge, just uh, interested in board games generally to, to see what happens with this. And I guess my like, sort of last like appeal to people that are um, still feeling wronged or upset by this is I think like the opportunity to make Keyforge at the organized play level or whatever else, the game that you want it to be has mm. never been higher. And that's just because of how sure. responsive Ghost Galaxy has proven to be. If you If you want Tesla to be a formal organized play event, the chance of that happening with Fantasy Flight games was zero. The chance that it happens now with Ghost Galaxy, if you could find the dedicated player base and build support for it, I think it's likely that a community organized format could become a, a you know official format just pending mm. support, right? Like yeah. tell them that you want to play this. See if we can get it incorporated as a side event at the next Keyforge celebration. Pack the house, like get the registration for that side event to double everything else. And like, you know, it could be four days after that, (laughs) like (laughs) that we're seeing like a new update on their organized play. So, um, I mean, I think people should be excited. I'm excited. You're not wrong if you're not excited, but, um, I, I guess I would just urge, like, if anything that's come out of this, like, the, the keys are that like they're listening. I think that's like yep. the number one most important lesson. And like two would be like maybe take a breath, you know, because <laughs> this is a responsive right. team. Like they're they're shown that they're willing to take risks, but uh, they're they're also going to listen at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Jake, uh, thank you so much for taking some time to to hop on. I saw you had, you had commented uh, in that Sanctimonious Time Shapers Discord. You had some thoughts, and I went, "Aha! <laughs> I have a podcast." <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if uh, I don't know if this is what you were expecting or hoping, but it, it was yeah. a, truly a pleasure. You know, always willing to come on, and you know, it's really fun to do a podcast when I'm not the one who has to edit it. Right. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. For, that that's how I get people. As I say, you want to come on, I'll I'll edit. They're like, "Oh yeah, sure, that's awesome." <laughs> yeah, Especially up. when they have their own podcast elsewhere. Uh, but if people are interested in uh, following you online or they want to check out Decision Space, uh, where should we point them? Yeah, I would just say uh, probably the Decision Space podcast. We have a website, decisionspacepodcast.com. Just Google Decision Space wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us if you're interested in board games or gaming beyond Keyforge. I think you might find something to like. Um, and otherwise, I just hope to see y'all at the 
next Keyforge event <laughs> as Woo-hoo. long as it's near me, you know? Right. <laughs> yes, I uh, I will be it. Yeah. Hopefully more than a month notice next time around. Right, Ghost yeah, Galaxy. yeah. I, I understand why in their timeline they, they totally. couldn't do it more, but I, I have scrounged it together. I will be at Keyforge Celebration, which I'm awesome. very excited about. I hope you have a, yeah. an excellent time. And yeah, again, yeah. just been so great talking with you. I think I will. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jake. Uh, I'm going to make sure that all the links that Jake mentioned are in the description. So if you're interested in any of that, I would highly encourage you to jump there. And dear listener, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 107 of Call of Discovery. You can find uh, I stream uh, sometimes regularly, sometimes intermittently uh, a SAS climb with a buddy. Like Jake uh, Jake said, those middle curve decks, uh, lots of experience with those. Uh, we have a blog that gets happens sometime, just really a uh, couple of different bits of Call of Discovery content there and the Patreon, if you feel so inclined. Um, and please remember, there's the new player guide, Archon Arcana. Those those uh, librarians, archivists, arcanists, arcanists are very active in keeping all that updated. So get that new player guide link, have it on hand for a new player. If you happen to be a new player listening to this very OG Keyforge discussion, uh, then yeah, go there, check it out. This is a great game, and like Jake and I have discussed, I think it's got a bright future. Uh, however, however you choose to engage with it, so. And of course, as always, I will leave you with a question. Have you answered the call of discovery?